Greetings. Welcome back to my gingerbread house. Come in, come in. It warms my heart to know that you enjoyed my ramblings enough to return. Can I offer you a cup of tea? A glass of milk, maybe? A slice of gingerbread? No, no, please don't pick at the walls. They are a nightmare to refill. No, I will give you a piece of gingerbread, which is in a tin, in my kitchen. Anyway, the gingerbread in the walls is exposed to the elements. It's enchanted, of course. It won't crumble when it rains. But it does mean it's a bit tougher than most people like their biscuits to be. Would you like another story while you eat? I know a great many. These bones are old, though I may not look it. What sort of tale do you fancy today? Something romantic? Something sketchy? Why not a mix of both of those things? Let me tell you a story about a con artist, and a rainstorm, and a tiny little pea. Once upon a time, there was a young woman. Now, if I was being judgmental, I might call this young woman a con artist, but I'm not being judgmental, so I'll say that she was very poor, very clever, and very desperately in need of somewhere to live. Which brings us to, once upon a time, there was a handsome young prince. Now the prince's parents were ready to abdicate, but they wanted him married first. The kingdom would be much more stable if they waited to abdicate until he was married, ideally with an heir on the way. Otherwise, they risked a civil war, and civil wars are no fun. So the prince, at his parents' insistence, travelled the world for a year, meeting many princesses and other rich young ladies. But he returned home when the year was up, and told his parents that he had been unable to fall for any of them, Every single woman was too something. Too loud, too quiet, too clever, too stupid, too messy, too clean. To the king and queen's dismay, rumours began to spread around the kingdom that the prince wasn't really worth marrying at all. He was arrogant and annoying. Any woman would be better off without him. Now one very dark, stormy night, a young lady knocked on the door to the palace. And maybe this young lady was poor and in need of a home. But that's not the story she told the king and queen. The story she told the king and queen was that she'd been lost, wandering, and had ended up on their estate. Would it be possible for her to stay the night? The king and queen were very excited to see a young woman about their son's age on the doorstep in the rain. Now, this young woman had heard all about the prince's antics, but, as I said, she was clever. So when the desperate royals asked her if she might, perchance, be a princess, she looked down at her soaked-through dress, the best dress she owned, although it wasn't much, really, and she told them she was. The prince was not thrilled, but his mother was delighted. 
she sent her own lady's maid off with the alleged princess to find her a change of clothes and a nice cup of tea, and then she gathered the remaining servants and told them to gather up every single mattress in the palace and pile them up on top of each other. Now, most of the servants had worked in the palace for a while, and to be honest, the queen had had stranger requests for them before. They weren't paid to ask questions anyway, so they just did as they were told. The mattresses were brought to the ballroom, which had the highest ceiling of any room in all the palace, and the young lady, wearing a clean, dry pair of pyjamas, entered the ballroom and watched as the queen instructed the servants to pile up all the mattresses, just so. And for a moment she wondered if being rich was worth all this strangeness. But then she thought she couldn't even afford one mattress, let alone however many were in this tower. It was absolutely worth it. She'd make sure that her money was redistributed, given to people that actually needed it, and not invested in hundreds of mattresses. The queen saw the lady, and insisted that she brush her teeth before bed. And while the lady was brushing her teeth with a golden toothbrush in quite possibly the poshest bathroom in the entire world, the queen put a single pea between the first and second mattress in the ballroom. Unbeknownst to her, the lady finished brushing her teeth early and arrived back in time to see her do this, although she ducked back into the hallway and made like she hadn't, arriving seconds later and pretending she hadn't seen a thing. Confused by everything, really, she climbed the ladder provided to the very topmost mattress and settled in for a very precarious night's sleep just underneath the ceiling of the ballroom. She awoke the next morning, well rested, after having possibly the best night's sleep she had ever had in her entire life. She was used to sleeping on the streets, so even one mattress would have been nice, but there were more than fifty underneath her, and the night had been wobbly, but comfortable. Servants came to help her get dressed, and then escorted her to breakfast, where the king, the queen, and the prince were waiting for her. Her mind flashed back to the pea incident, and she resolved to stay on her guard as she took a seat and began to help herself to pancakes. There was a sort of buffet arranged with many breakfast foods available for the royal family to help themselves to, and the young lady hadn't had pancakes in a while. The queen shared a look with her son, which did not go unnoticed by the lady, although she pretended to ignore it. How was your night? the queen asked. Oh, it was terrible, the lady said sarcastically, whilst dousing her pancakes in lashings of maple syrup. She caught the gleam in the queen's eye. Terrible, you say, the queen said, and the lady nodded. Oh, absolutely awful. I felt like I was sleeping on rocks the entire night, she said, thinking of the pea. The queen clapped her hands together. Son, say hello to your new wife, she said. Both the lady and the prince choked on their breakfast. I hid a pea at the bottom of the mattress tower, the queen explained. Only a real princess would be able to feel that one single pea through all those layers. Now, the lady thought that this sounded ridiculous and incredibly unscientific. 
but these were some wonderful pancakes she had never owned a dress as nice as the one she was wearing just then and clearly these people had more money than sense so she sighed dramatically and said oh you got me i am a princess i was cast out by my parents for being too nice and too pure of heart and the queen fell for the lie and stood and rushed round the table to give the young lady a hug the prince finished his toast and then conceded that she was not the ugliest woman he'd ever seen in his life and that maybe she'd do and that was good enough for his parents so the lady and the prince got married and the king and queen were finally able to abdicate knowing that their son was married and heirs must therefore be on the way and indeed sure enough within a couple of years the young lady our new queen had given birth to a beautiful healthy baby boy just under a decade after claiming the throne the new king the former prince died in a tragic accident involving a roller skate and a bowl of jelly it's probably best you don't ask i don't think you'll sleep for weeks if you know all the details it was ghastly the new queen rules the kingdom's regent to this day waiting for her son to come of age and making sure he has the best most inclusive education available it's vitally important to her that he does not think that a p is any indication of royal blood the p itself was placed in a glass case in a museum after that fateful night sometimes the queen visits it and laughs to herself and thinks about how she owes her entire kingdom to this one tiny green lie. Thank you for listening to The Gingerbread House. This week's episode was inspired by The Princess and the Pea a story originally recorded by Hans Christian Andersen in the 1800s. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider sharing our podcast with a friend. It really would mean a lot to us. The Gingerbread House is written and produced by Daisy Plant, who also provides the voice for Melita, the witch. You can also find us on Twitter at gingerbreadpod, all one word. Again, thank you so much for listening. Tune in next time when we'll be learning about the intricacies of politics in one particular kingdom far, far away.